calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ballers and ballerettes, fasten your seatbelts. The perfect party begins. Clink. Now. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. And one day, you'll be up there performing on Star Search, and you'll get three and three quarter stars, and you'll win, and Sinbad will be the one frowning that day, and we'll all be here on your side, laughing for you. You got rid of your TV a long time ago, huh? No, I just moved to a place without any electricity. Well, Milana, have fun tonight. You're doing a great job. I don't care what Kevin or Bean say about you. I just want you to know that you came here and you did your job today. You asked me two questions. I mean, you've really uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. And now, this is London Court. Here is a news flash. The German radio has just announced that Hitler is dead. Our feature presentation. It's <laughs> fantastic news. <laughs> Quite you guys heard that? Quite a way to start. Had you, did you guys know that? No. I think that's just coming in. Oh my gosh, breaking news. I'm so pleased. I hope someone, <laughs> that was the first thing they heard when they woke up. And they are now thinking they've time traveled. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's big news. That's cause for celebration, I think, today. I, I got to call my parents. <laughs> They're going to be thrilled. Thrilled. Hey, hey, uh, party people, welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time we're doing it for a Thursday, and it is the 14th of March. Allie, go ahead and get it out of your system. Go ahead and say it. Um. Oh, I know what he wants. Well, Ew, it's your I... least... <laughs> I, I need that clip, uh, Chip, please. Dang it. It's your least favorite day of the year. It is? Pi Day. Oh, oh, because it's math. Yeah, yeah but it's nope. also it's also pie. And right. it's also pizza. Like that's a stretch. No, what people saying, people have commandeered. They're like, listen, math people, we're taking this over. We're gonna give you delightful treats and it's gonna be ours. Oh, pizza's definitely horning in on pie day. There's oh, no for question sure. about oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think they deserve to be there, but yes, they're trying to get into they're the They're definitely trying to bogle yeah. it. But all right, so not only is it pie day and that's math. Yeah. But it's the day that you find insufferable because of how many people like Jensen will swear by pumpkin pie being the best pie. Well, I don't even listen to those people because it makes zero sense that you would ever think pumpkin pie is A, edible, let alone the best. I'm not alone. Uh, we've Not already, at all. Not at all. We've established that a lot of people believe the pumpkin pie is the best. It's a seasonal treat that for some reason, I, I don't know why we can only eat it a couple times a year. It's but insane. It's a great great pie. It's a great pie. Do you like the fact that in the middle there's always little sweat bubbles that you have to dampen, you have to like take a napkin and be like, let me get the sweat off this pie. So is your, number one, who 
Who's talking like that? So someone at Thanksgiving is like, hold on. Who's in charge of getting the sweat off the pie? Jimmy? And then Jimmy walks in. He's like, I'll pat that pie. Jimmy the pie patter. Uh, My thing to you is, Mm -hmm. do you love pumpkin pie outside of the sweat? No, I don't like the consistency. It's not even sweat. It's not even sweat. Yeah, it's sweat. It's perspiration. Whoever was (laughs) cooking that pie, it's disgusting. But Allie, I mean, do you also dab your pizza because it has grease on it or your steak because it has grease on it? Because it's just a... It's just a function of the cooking that puts that moisture on the top there. It just makes it delicious is what it does. Oh, I mean, you, that could... you prefer like extra sweat then. That's what you <laughs> it's order. Not, it's not sweat. It's juiciness. You're think like, of it let me have some being... extra sweat. Think of it as being juiciness. It's making it moist, 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 oh moist, 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 <laughs> moist. <laughs> think about it that way. Tell me um, If not pumpkin pie, Jensen, yes. what would be your number two? Um, I do like, I mean, again, we talked about this yesterday when we mm-hmm. were going over what today was. Is cheesecake a cake or a pie? Cheesecake is neither. It's a special thing with a graham cracker crust. Oh, yeah. And if it doesn't have a graham cracker crust, you've got some BS cheesecake. But I do think that's... I agree. But with the crust, it makes it a pie. I think it's more pie than cake. Right. Well, then that's my pick for second best pie. It's Then why isn't it called cheese pie? It's a great question. I mean, really, seriously. Yeah, it's between, a great question. Between that question and the idea that they caught Hitler today. <laughs> I know. This is a big deal. It's a it's big ba- show. better day already. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, your favorite pie, Bean? Um, I, I, it might be pecan pie. Hmm. But it can't that's, be pecan pie. It might be. <laughs> it can't be. That Why? Is, that pecan is pie is awesome. That's a basic ass answer. It's the why is pecan pie bad? Well, uh, pecans suck, first of I all. I love pecans, just like I love walnuts. Oh, See, oh, you just like hot nut, like hot <laughs> dirt nut. What? <laughs> um, I also love pumpkin pie. Pumpkin and pecan would probably oh, be my two favorites. God. I, uh, I'm like all good Americans, mm-hmm. I uh, uh, temporary Americans. I love uh, uh, I love apple pie. There's nothing wrong sure. with apple pie. I do, a la mode, baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, cherry pie, I gotta be honest. Yeah. Cherry pie Play is pretty great. Warren. I mean, cherry pie, I think, gets... Tastes so good, makes a grown man cry. Sweet cherry pie. <laughs> and yeah. that one as well, Chip. Um, cherry pie, I think, gets a bump up on the list because of the Warren saw, because you oh, had a soundtrack sure. to go with your, with your dessert. All I remember growing up was thinking, that woman is the most beautiful woman ever. Do you mm-hmm. remember her? Bobby Brown was her name yes. in the video. Yes. And yes. I remember thinking, how can I be Bobby Brown? Like, no, And then can't. I'd land Janie Lane. And oh my God, yeah. I did the same thing, except when I saw the My Prerogative video. So the same exact, I was like, how can I be more like Bobby Brown? Really? I, well, I mean, it was a different Bobby Brown, but absolutely <laughs> I was trying to be a black yeah. dude when I was a little kid. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, we mentioned a, a lot of food pie, and as Allie alluded to, it's also a math holiday today, which, by Do the you way... you know my favorite pie? Sure. We know it. What? Your favorite pie is key lime. Key lime. Well, it's specific, though. It's got to be CPK. a CPK key lime pie. That's your favorite pie. It's so good. All right. That's well, great pie. I wasn't sure if everyone knew. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just trying to be a part of it. I mean, it says it on your shirt today. It does. I love key lime. <laughs> You've got it on your license plate, Allie. I mean, we all know. <laughs> Um, let me give a couple of fun facts about the math pie, which, by the way, uh, Ali, just for folks, uh, obviously, we all know it, but just yeah. for folks who are listening, what is, what is pie, P-I, the math term? What's that mean? It's 3.14. Right, but what is it? What does it represent? What's that number mean? What's it? N- no what idea. No idea what it means. I thought it was good that I knew 3.14. It's and fantastic. then, like, a ton of other numbers, but you just Because I know you're, you're allergic to math, so that's yeah. very good. It's uh, uh, the, the number that you get to when you're like, hey, what's pie? 
You know what? She's right. Uh-huh. But we were looking for the ratio of the circumference of a circle to its diameter. That's what we were actually looking for. Oh, that just oh. rolled off the tongue. Is that it why is, it's uh, a circle mm-hmm. and pi is a circle? That's right. That's right. Oh. Yes, that's right. Uh, pi Day has been celebrated. Of course, the concept has been around for thousands of years, but it has been celebrated as Pi Day since 1988 it started. So it goes back a long ways. In 2009, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a resolution to officially recognize Pi Day. Huh. Who holds the record for re- reciting pi? As you mentioned, it is a number that has no end. Rajveer Mina holds the record for reciting the most number of decimal places of pi. In 2015... Rajveer! He, he got bl- me again! <laughs> he was blindfolded. It took him 10 hours to recite, in order, the first 70,000 oh, decimal places wow. of pi. He should try sex. Seriously, who can remember a number up to 70,000 decimal places? That's crazy. That is nuts. That is insane. And one more just announced today. uh, Guinness uh, Book of World Records has certified a woman named, um, a woman named, like it matters, right? Uh, Oh, my God. Rajir. (laughs) This is like a huge deal. And he's like, a woman, uh, yeah, she's not even mentioned in the article. She is. Her name is Emma Haruka Iwao. She has spent four months on the project using the Google Cloud where she has calculated pi to over 30 trillion digits. Okay. She used 25 Google Cloud virtual machines to create the enormously long number. It's the first Pi record calculated on the cloud. Now, why do we need to keep going with Pi? We, we don't. 30 trillion no. I don't even know what the technical purpose is no. beyond the definition. Like, what do yeah. we use it for? Yeah, I, I don't know. It was my childhood dream, she said. Oh, a long-time oh, dream. To, on, that's, honestly, this is sweetie. the saddest story we've ever told. To break the world record for Pi, oh, she told oh. CNN. She's been working toward this moment since he was 12 years old when oh. she first downloaded She's software. She's so sad and lonely. Should she try sex with the guy who recited the 70,000 <laughs> decimal points? I would love that. <laughs> that is a pairing. They would be perfect together, oh, they would wouldn't be they? be so great. So anyway, it's in the cloud, and anyone who wants to see it can see it, by the way. You don't have to put it on a hard drive and have it mailed to you anymore since so it's in the, in the cloud over 30 trillion digits. So you, this has been our tribute to National Pi Day. Quick question. Do you guys care that I found Bobby Brown's personal email online? Like, just uh, out in public? The girl or the boy? The girl. Oh. The one that... I- Allie I care won. very much. Okay. Just, <laughs> oh, no. I could send it to you. If you I mean, it's not a secret. It's it's her name, Bobby J. Brown 7 at Gmail. You can talk to her as much as you like. What is she doing now? Well, it seems as if she has a website that sells a lot of memorabilia. And then she wrote a book. And she also has the Ex-Wives of Rock, which was a show, I think, a couple of years ago. It, oh, okay. It's not on anymore. So but she I, kind of stayed in media a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Let's talk about today's all-new Kevin and Bean show, shall we? I see everything that's going on. Okay. It's not scary. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Thursday means two great things on the Kevin and Bean show. Jensen, you are going to be introducing us to something new today, something that maybe has been flying under the radar. It's your feature called Get Up On This just after 7. Very excited. Dr. Jupinski is going to be here and he will pick up where we left off on the topic yesterday of my greatest fear in life, waking up during surgery, allegedly under anesthesia that's not working. I, I woke up today very excited to talk about this because I, I I think it's more of a threat than we think. I do too. Yeah. And I'm terrified now if I ever need surgery again because this is the only thing I can think about going into that operating room is what if they cut into me and I'm still awake. So hopefully Dr. Drew will uh, will talk us down from that. What is going on with Rosarito? I don't know if you clicked on the hashtag yesterday, but yeah. Mexico 
is going off. Uh, it's you guys. spring break, you guys. Like, you haven't laid on top of a bar and had strangers eating your butt. <laughs> I mean, not in a while. It was a little surprising to see. There's insane things happening. Uh, they were they were drinking alcohol out of her vajayjay at yeah, one point. That yeah. was a video that and was happening. These are different people, by the way. Yes. Oh yeah, it's not one person. In no, public, you guys. When you talked about it yesterday, when you were going over material for today, I just pushed the hashtag, and it felt a lot like that movie, The Ring, where I feel like I'm going to die now. Yeah, seven yes, it's a lot. Yes. It's yes. a lot. Uh, so we'll discuss that on the program today. Uh, Facebook, what's up? This is a great day to have that conversation since m- uh, many of us were without Facebook yesterday and Instagram as well because it seemed like most of the internet was shut down with those two out of commission. So we'll talk about that on the program today. We got It's been a while. We have a brand new B Makes Us guest today. Yes. And a very talented actress and now director, Sherry Appleby, is going to be joining us in studio. And like all guests that we have on this show... She went to high school with Jensen. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but a you can't get a coyote. It. That's right, Calabasas. We yes. were very close. We we're actually friends. This one is a little different. Yeah, this is you a can't homie. get a job in show business unless you went to Calabasas. By the way, uh, yeah, we we at one time really ruled. I think it's been slower these days. More people yeah. go to private schools like Crossroads and stuff. I mean, but. it started with Rick Schroeder. We had Rick Schroeder, right. and, the, and then the very famous Menendez brothers. Oh well, <laughs> let's maybe leave them we out. Rule Hollywood. <laughs> so we're excited that Sherry is going to be joining us as well. That's all coming up. Plus, Ali's got her. First look at what's happening next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. Once again, it looks like we're having trouble with our stream for our listeners who are listening to us through radio.com around the country. And I wanted to mention this on the air because uh, on the air at the beginning of the segment because if I mention it at the end, you won't hear it. Because <laughs> they seem to, be, seem to be cutting us off for some reason. Two days in a row we've been having this. Ali, you reached out to him yesterday. I just sent him a tweet. Please, 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 can you fix our stream? We put in an IT ticket yesterday, but every Kevin Bean segment is still being cut off 20 seconds before the end. And then I ended it with sad, because I thought that that might get their attention a little bit. <laughs> should we sad. Start, should we start each segment with a with the punchline? That's a great That's idea. That's a great idea, okay, Jensen. Okay, so, uh, birds, more like flying rats. <laughs> All right, so remember um, that. Okay. Keep okay. that in mind because yeah. when we get to the end of the segment, it'll be very, very funny. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Allie is here on a Thursday morning with our first look at what's happening. Guys, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Have you seen his popular... <laughs> yo, there's Jimmy right there. Have you seen his popular Wheel of Musical impression skit? I can um, tell you exactly what it is, but no. <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't either. Um, however, it has inspired a new reality show for NBC... The network has ordered 10 episodes of That's My Jam. No. Yep. It's called That's My Jam. It is not. It's called That's My Jam. How dare you, Jimmy? It ain't right. It's going to use all of Fallon's, quote, clever celebrity musical segments on The Tonight Show. Wait, it's an hour-long competition series set to feature Fallon with a group of celebrities who will each play music-based games. So what's it really called? That's My Jam. Mm. Damn you to hell, Jimmy I mean, Fallon. come on, Dad. And this is after his pilot didn't go called Kevin and Bean. Right? <laughs> He's just a thief. He's um, also going to... Um, oh, there he is. He's back. He's back in. He's going to executive produce the show, too. We don't need it. No. No. Mm-mm. I don't know what the segment is, mm-hmm. but I think... God, am I remembering this right? I think it has something to do with you have Ariana Grande on as a guest. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
and you say, hey, we're going to spin a wheel, and then you have to sing as if you're Cher. Yes, and okay. coincidentally, the guest always has a perfect impression of the thing it That's landed so on. That's so weird. Ready to go. Yeah, yeah, who knew? And the music's already set. Mm, it sounds odd. like they've trained it. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, that's going to be a fun 60-minute show. Hour-long competition Listen, wow. as a guy who took a late-night sketch and turned it into a TV show myself, mm-hmm. let me be the first to say, we don't need it. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Good. So, uh, that. Hey, some birthdays for you. Quincy Jones. <laughs> nope. He's not. He's not. Quincy Jones. Chris Klein. Ansel Elgort. That's, uh, it's just hard to say that name. To say that name, yeah. Yeah. Grace Park. Michael. From Hawaii Five-0. We love her. Well, and a million little things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are, you guys aren't watching that show. No. I'm going to tell you, first episode, I was like, all right, I'm in. Second episode, I'm like, oh, it's a little cheesy, little, like, trying to be This Is Us-ish. That's what I've been told. It's similar. Oh. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I bailed on This Is Us early, so I wasn't oh. interested in something that was just like This Is Us. I am telling you, a million little things is fantastic. You are... Deeply invested in every single character on but that show. But did you see the episode where Grace Park got attacked by all of those birds? Birds? They were more like flying rats. <laughs> Hope the stream heard that. <laughs> and uh, Michael Caine, who might be the greatest actor of our generation. And by our, my Nana and Grandpa, who are past, but... Still great. Who's with me? Rest in peace. Uh, uh, he's still alive, and he's fantastic. He's the best. What's your favorite movie? Um, That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You guys, I want to know if I'm reading this incorrectly. Okay. The outrage toward a handful of people on video celebrating their spring break, letting their freak flag fly, mm-hmm. fly mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Rosarito, I thought it was much ado about nothing. I really did. Okay. Okay. Look, I'm not the guy who's going to be out there having sex in the middle of a bar while mm-hmm. everybody is chanting and cheering me on. That's not me. That's in your youth, and not now. It's. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, as long as there have been kids and as long as there have been spring break, people go to the place, to the warm weather, mm-hmm. to, to blow off the University of Wisconsin for a couple of weeks. <laughs> And let loose. Sure. That's what they do. And they randomly hook up and they drink too much and they have the time of their lives. It doesn't mean they're terrible people. It doesn't mean they're whores. It doesn't mean anything other than they're blowing off a bunch of steam at mm-hmm. spring break. Yeah. Sure. But if you had looked at social media yesterday, they made it sound like every one of these kids was worthless. And it really kind of ticked me off. I felt like there was a tremendous amount of sex shaming going on for these kids in these videos. Well, technically, some of the videos are against the law. Yeah. Did you did you click on the videos, Bean? I, I saw a few of them. Yeah. Okay. Why? Tell me where. Tell me where I'm uh, off base here. Well, you're not off base, but I don't think that in any case people should be having sex in public. Especially, you know, on top of bars, just on a random booth. Mexico. Oh, God. It's Mexico. Here's the thing. Are you saying build the wall? Uh, No, what I'm saying is that Papas and Beers apparently loves it. Apparently, they're the people who, who, uh, where everybody was at, that seems to tolerate, not tolerate it, allow it. So it's not like it's not like you're going in there and you're having sex in the middle of a Denny's and freaking everybody out. Everybody who's there in that bar is there 
to do this sort of stuff. I don't and know. And other people doing this sort of I stuff. I don't know, Bean. You might be on an island here because I, I don't think they... I don't think even at spring break I went to a bar to see things get that far in public. No. I think like it's, there's a difference between the quick uh, wet t-shirt contest kind mm-hmm. of trope of spring break and right. then what we saw on the hashtag. Yeah, this this is nothing like I have ever seen ever in my life. And I did, I did some pretty good spring breaks. This mm-hmm. makes my spring break look like I stayed in and read the Bible. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, Bean, this is out of control. It was a little orgiastic for some people, but again, it's not like there were 800 people all having sex or raping or anything like that. I mean, it was a, a it, here and there, there was somebody who was overserved and probably doing something they were going to regret. But it doesn't make them trash people, no, which it, is the, I mean, there were so many people okay. that had, were so on their high horse about, oh, you you people are going to regret this for the rest of your lives, and you people are an embarrassment, and you well, people should live. Well, this live just in, and- they are going to regret it because they're on video, and that will never go away. I don't think at any point when they were being filmed that they were in their right mind to go, oh, you know what? A job in five years might see this video. These people were out of their minds and, and it's, drunk. And it's not like... I mean, with the dump button, I'm going to try my hardest to not to not get censored. Mm-hmm. These These videos weren't chill. They no. weren't like making out. It was no. like they were pants down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like not even normal sex stuff, just like crazy things were yeah. happening. So I think that is sort of why everyone got so escalated being But like the like the woman in the in the ring or on the platform or wherever for the wet t shirt contest, and this happens at every spring break wet t shirt contest, she ripped off her shirt and danced around on the stage topless. I don't right? think that's the yeah, one that's we were tweeting one, about. Bean. Well, people were coming at her. People were coming at everybody, is what I'm saying. Oh, well, that that would seem a little... I mean, that's uh, almost like a weird rite of passage for a lot of high school experiences to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, this, I just feel like we took it and, and you know, and went the next step. <laughs> well, somebody did mention yesterday that maybe we're not sending our best and our brightest to Mexico <laughs> when we send them there. All right, here's what I have for you guys. I have not heard this yet, so what do you think about Beer Mug has presented for me oh, no. a commercial oh, no. for Rosarito Spring Break Great. that he wrote and recorded. Love it. Do we want to hear some I, of it? I want it, the whole transcript tattooed on my back. Yeah. This, it is, I didn't even hear it yet, and I'm already in. <laughs> what are the chances, and again, i got to be careful here because, uh, you know, he's beer mug. What are the chances he uses a racist Mexican voice in the commercial, though? Oh, I mean, it's even money. Are we gonna? Are we okay with hearing uh... some of this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to check the odds on DraftKings uh, as to, uh, number one, uh, a sexual term that we need to bleep out. Okay. And also Mexican voice. Both uh, you are under money. So you pay and you actually make less back if he does it. So Okay, so if I put down 25 bucks, I mainly make... six. Okay. I yeah, six, they give right. you $6, not even 31 They just give you back six. You've lost just money. Six. Yeah. All right, Chip, I want you to hit the button. Let us get about 10 seconds in and then stop it again and we'll, evalu- we'll reevaluate our decision to play it. Okay. Are you a college student who is looking for a place to let loose after a long sem... Okay, is he doing Count Dracula? (laughs) What is that voice? (laughs) What is it? What was that? It was Count Dracula. That's that's Bram Stoker's Lorenzo Lamos. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, here's more mugs. Are you a college student who is...
is looking for a place to let loose after a long semester of hitting the books? Well, look no further than the beautiful beaches of Rosarito, Mexico. In Rosarito, anything goes. Like eating somebody's whom you just met while tequila from a and getting with an agave plant. Forget Ensenada. Forget Cabo. Only in Rosarito can you ride a jet ski while eating three All right, stop for a second. It's definitely Count Chocula. I've just decided. It's definitely Count Chocula. One lightning, two lightning. (laughs) And he also went a little Armenian in uh, some of that. I don't know if you heard that. It was very close to, oh, you want cell phones, bro? You know, it was very close to that voice a little bit, too. Oh, boy. All right, is there more, Chip? Oh, yeah. Palm Springs, Florida, Vegas, they have all their strict rules. But in Rosarito, we don't care. You can literally in the streets. Here is a testimonial from one university student who came to Rosarito on spring break one year ago. I'd recommend Rosarito for anybody's spring break destination. It was all great. Book your reservations today. Not that you need one when you can literally a football with a tire iron in between your and okay. a street vendor's covered in a bar. Not an actual commercial for Rosarito. Um, welcome to our new feature, Is It Racist? Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We always appreciate when you call and leave us a message on the Kevin Bean Afro line. It's our voicemail. It's been set up for, I don't know, about 25 years or so. We've had this number and you've left messages at 323-520-AFRO. I'm surprised so far after mouth guard news, Jensen, mm-hmm. that people are still calling and requesting it. Well, we may, we may have to revisit it, I think. Well, you know, the classics are the classics. Here's the first one. Do not ever cut mouth guard news. And in fact, please make it a weekly bit. Thank you. This is just you reading with your night guard in. I, they asked, they said, I, I don't hear the Afro calls before, but Omar texted me and said, please bring my mouth guard for the Afro calls. So oh. Oh, I, do you have it handy? I have it handy. All right, let's hear one more and then let's hear you do it. Hi, guys. Um, podcast listener. So I was just calling to ask if there's any way for the whole show to be mouth guard Can you just do that? Thanks. Jensen, your reaction? That was very sweet of her to say. Uh, <laughs> you should understand that when I'm sleeping with my wife next to me and we're talking about things right before bed, this is what she hears. And yes, she still married me. I don't know. That woman sounded very turned on. So I think this is doing it for her, too. Well, let me be the first to tell you, it's very sexy. It sounds very sexy. Speaking of your wife, this is good news for Danielle. Hey, party people. Uh, you know, listen to the part of the podcast with uh, Danielle talking about how she loved silence and was annoyed with Jensen, you know, five minutes into him being home from his trip. She does realize that in July... She will never have silence again. I'm just coming to you as a father of two. My house is a goddamn war zone. And even when they're asleep, they're talking in their sleep, but they're mumbling or they're rolling over and kicking the wall or making noise or getting up in the middle of the night and 
crying for a pacifier, wanting milk. So silence is gone. Uh, yeah, I've, I've warned Danielle a million times. I don't think she's ready for it. Right. Yeah, yeah she's going to be taking a lot of long drives by herself in the <laughs> middle of the day while you're looking after Junior. Uh, there's no way to tell what uh, this person is mad at me for, but let's roll it. I mean, it really could be anything. I no, think that's... he's crying because you're leaving. leaving. That's yeah. possible. Yeah. I mean, that that is what this person is calling about. So I, I just heard about uh, being leaving off TV. And all I say is, you see that? You see how white people do? Always <laughs> leaving the show just to go to England. Fix your life, B. That's what, that's what they do. That's white people, all right? <laughs> Here's, uh, unfortunately, one of uh, Omar's people. Hey, party people. I just got off my 12-hour shift at work. And let me tell you, I can't wait to get home and poop. Oh, my God. A prairie dog in it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is the most terrifying thought you will encounter all day long. I'm serious. I got to warn you guys to brace yourselves for the realization that this caller has just made. Hey, podcast listener here. I'm a little behind on the podcast, but just finished listening to the what what do the servers do to your food? And I just wanted to congratulate you guys for being so smart and never letting beer mug go get your food or drinks. Can you imagine beer beer mug balls in your food, cubing your food or fun dipping your drinks? I mean, the way you treat beer mugs, that surely would have happened if you had let him go get your food all these years. So, anyway, glad you guys didn't do that. Oh, no. Guys, beer mug has been fun dipping your breakfast every time he goes out for it. Oh, my God. So tangy. We... We did a segment on you convinced somebody of something that wasn't true, and this guy is still proud of what he pulled off in high school. Hey, podcast listener here. Listen to Kevin tell his story about uh, being in high school and all of his friends and classmates telling his teacher they looked sick and making her go home. So when I was in eighth grade, I lived in Hawaii, and there was a dump, an actual dump. And every so often, the dump would catch on fire, and it was a couple miles below us, So the smoke started coming to us. So I gave everybody a schedule, and at a certain time, they had to go to the nurse and complain that the smoke was causing their asthma to act up, even though they didn't have asthma. And by the fifth person, uh, they shut the school down and sent us all home. (laughs) Nice. To this day, people remember that I got us all sent home. Winner! That's pretty good. Um, (laughs) Seriously, you could eat out out on that for the rest of your life, right? Sure. That guy, twenty twenty. There's uh, one club that will never run short of members, thanks to the Kevin Bean audience. Hey, guys. Sorry to bother you, but uh, we're in the Zero Club! Pew, 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 pew! (laughs) Congrats, yeah. Terrifying way to live, but some people love being in the Zero Club. And finally, I love to think of the Afroline as being there. It's not exactly Google, but 24-7, if you've got a question for the show, you can call and leave a message. And usually, you know, at some point we do give you an answer. And that's what's happening here. Hey, guys. Podcast listener here. I was listening to the segment on Miss Hated Lyrics, and it totally reminded me of a fight I was having with my boyfriend the other day. 
we were arguing about the interrupters and we we're trying to figure out what were what were they saying in those lyrics like did she hit the hive did she had the hive was it beers that were swarming or was it bees i'm not really sure kevin can you help me out on that one and now it's time for a moment with kevin it started out like any other morning. The sky was red and it took a warning. She had the have. Mm-mm. Hold on, let me take that part again. <laughs> You're reading it. She had the now and the beers are swarming. What? Bees, bees, not beers. She had she had the hive. Now the no! beer hit, hit the hive. She had she hit the hive and. The... <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, gonna... no. I didn't even hear what night this was. All right, all right, it's night, night one. one. Night night one. one. Oh. Should I start over? Yes. yes. <laughs> it start. It's night one. <laughs> that was a moment. Three two three five two zero AFRO. That's our number. The Afro line twenty four seven. Give us a call. Why don't you? It's the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock. Hey, um, great news. Uh, heard back from Radio.com. Okay. We have been having some trouble with the stream. As you know, uh, we're certainly uh, hearing and seeing your messages that you're uh, leaving and emailing and writing and putting on social media about how the ends of the segments are being cut off by about 20 seconds. So in many cases, you're missing the out, the punchline. But um, they are aware of it and they have passed it along to the IT department. And hopefully that will mean that somebody will take it seriously and start working on it. So we want to apologize on behalf of the company that we are having this difficulty. But there's always the podcast and the podcast will not cut off. It'll just skip around. So you've got your choices. <laughs> you got your choices there. Not that, wrong. That's thing one. Thing two is it is a National Pie Day. We talked earlier today about pumpkin and key lime and apple and a bunch of other pies that we like or don't like. A wizard of dog wrote in at Kevin Bean on Twitter, rhubarb. I know I'm alone here, but rhubarb is my favorite pie. I don't know if I've ever had rhubarb. I've never had rhubarb It pie. sounds so, like, old-timey. It does. Like and it's it sounds... left on a windowsill somewhere. Yeah, and it sounds kind of vegetable too. You know what I mean? I love that I looked up the definition just to figure out what it is, and, it, and this is the first sentence. Rhubarb pie is a pie with a rhubarb filling. <laughs> Slow down. Wait. Back up. Doesn't help anyone. Pop- popular right. in the UK where rhubarb has been cultivated since the 1600s. I mean, this is... Is rhubarb a fruit? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, no one's answering it. All right. Hang on. I, I'm think, I cr- feel like Christ- it's like a root. Christine uh, is a big rhubarb uh, pie fan. She's coming okay. in right now. Let's find out what the deal is. Oh, someone's here I'm... to defend rhubarb? What, well, it's just that we've never had rhubarb? it. rhubarb? Is it, is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? Is it a, a root? So I think it's a vegetable, but it is cooked in a sweet way, I think. Like but with does it tenderness? Taste like, is it like having beets? No. Um, I think because it's cooked down, you know, when you cook something in... Like a, a simple syrup, like a sugar syrup, mm-hmm. it takes on that characteristic. So if you mm-hmm. like cook celery in syrup, it's going to taste no, better. No, it's different though because it's like it doesn't have a bitter taste. It has a tart taste. It, it it's is, delicious. It is such a confusing definition on the internet because even another one, why is rhubarb used in pies? I clicked it. In its early years, rhubarb was primarily used for pies, earning the nickname pie plant. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Nothing another, another tidbit. Although rhubarb is a vegetable, it is often put in the same culinary uses as fruits. What is yeah, it? It's, it's delicious. It's a conundrum. I'm it's a telling conundrum. you guys. Yeah. It's a wow. mystery vegetable. Yeah. But why don't like? But everything else we know 
we know what a pumpkin is, and we know what a what a pecan is, and we know what a lime is. We, nobody's ever seen or used a rhubarb. Like, you, there's no meal where you cut up a rhubarb and have it as a vegetable on your plate with your turkey and mashed potatoes. I, I think it's the closest, if I'm going by what I'm reading, it's kind of close to strawberry. A strawberry? Right? No, Taste-wise. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like a tart strawberry. That, yeah. that kind of makes sense. That's but it looks like it's a weird thing. I think it looks almost like a chard. <laughs> okay, I don't know now what a chard is either. Chard. Good God, what's this happening? This is a lot of work for pie day. Christine, yeah. how come I have never seen a rhubarb pie at a store, at a restaurant, at a diner? What's up? I don't know because, first of all, maybe I'm a weirdo because I am such a pie person. I don't like anything sweet. Pie is the only dessert I like. Pie rules over cake, by the way. And uh, I think I... I don't know. Maybe I... I don't I mean I've eaten that like my whole life I want to say but or maybe since high school it? like you couldn't you couldn't go to a restaurant tonight oh for dinner you know who has it is Marie Callender yeah, Marie Callender has every yeah. pie yeah oh, so okay. I've had it there for sure I've had it at friends' houses um, I want to say during like holidays and stuff maybe all right am I making this up you guys I, 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 just <laughs> for the record none of you guys know, and how what well, the heck just for the record uh, just, guess guess what's completely full right now ready to talk about rhubarb. Oh, no. The phones are yes, completely full. Excellent. All right, I will say talk. this before you t- go to rhubarb. I eat a pie that nobody... <laughs> hey, nobody let's pull that out of you. That was just in college, Allie. You were experimenting. Rosarito. Uh, but mincemeat pie. Do you guys... Have you ever had mincemeat? I've had mincemeat, yeah. Okay. That's All a savory. Right. savory. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I've had that in, in uh, Ireland. In England? Yeah. Yes, yeah. All throughout yeah, but, the UK and Ireland, yeah. But at least we've heard of that. It's yeah. not a made-up pie yeah. like what Christine is trying to pull over on us. <laughs> and then, and then, and then she goes, I don't know. It's kind of like a chard. <laughs> right? And then I looked up chard. It looks like that, but it doesn't taste like it. That really clarified things for us. Thank you, Christine. Give me some some Tom and Santa Ana, please, line one, because uh, I don't know if he has much to add, but he was the first through, so let's give him a chance. Tom Rhubarb, what's up? (laughs) Rhubarb? Okay, so my mom grows this stuff. We love cooking with it. You can actually get it at Knott's Berry Farms, like uh, Mrs. Knott's restaurant. is like an appetizer in, like, sweet cherry juice or something. It's terrible. But the uh, the pie version, like, you just take the stalk. It looks kind of like celery, except it's, like, deep, deep blood red. Yep. Oh. And uh, the one person, uh, Chris, was right when she said that you cook it in, like, simple syrup. Yep. Um, a lot of the time it's cooked with strawberries because those are really sweet. If you eat it raw, and there are, I think, like, in uh, certain areas, I mean, like, Scandinavia, I remember when I hear, like, on a podcast, they eat it raw with just, like, powdered sugar or, like, just sugar dipped on it, and it's awful. It wow. is absolutely By the way, he, terrible. This guy who called in to defend rhubarb has now called it awful twice. <laughs> so uh, this doesn't seem like a defense at all. I also want to know what podcast you were listening to where they were discussing rhubarb. Oh, he's uh, uh, rhubarb with Mark Maron. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom, go back to the Knott's Berry Farm thing for a second because that was confusing. I, I mean, I never heard about rhubarb except for pie in my whole life. But you're talking about it also being served as a sweet appetizer for a dinner? Yeah, it. I, I when the guy said this is your option, like salad or cherry rhubarb, my mind kind of went blank. I'm like, what in God's name is he talking about? I have to find out. And then I ordered it, and my wife looked at me like I was insane, saying, "Why did you get that?" I'm like, I've never been here before. I don't know what this is. And she said, "You're not going to like it." I'm like, well, I don't know. I like rhubarb, and then okay. it shows up, and it's just floating pieces of cut poached rhubarb in cherry sugar water. This is weird. But it's really good in a pie. 
Oh, it's phenomenal in a pie. So good. Absolutely okay. terrible as a soup. But Tom, did you get the did you get the fried chicken? Oh, of course I got the oh, fried chicken. Oh man, nuts fried chicken. <laughs> so good. All right, it's Tom, we appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. We can't go keep going on this. We got something else we got to do. But let's uh, let's just go to Cam in Valencia because uh, he or she says uh, they know rhubarb. So let's see if we can add anything to the last caller. Cam, what do you know that Tom didn't tell us already? Uh, he didn't mention that rhubarb is like pretty tart, and also you have to cook it a specific way. Otherwise, it's poisonous. So uh, rhubarb. Oh. Is- By the way, today's show is sponsored by rhubarb, the poisonous kind of awful vegetable. But good in a pie. Well, it just it just gets better and better. Yes, Cam, go ahead. Yeah, they uh, they usually serve it with strawberries in the pie. Strawberry rhubarb pie is pretty standard because the strawberry cuts the tartness of the rhubarb, and this is a really riveting conversation. Guys. Yes, it is for me. I'm fascinated by this. Okay, so last question, and then we'll move on. Uh, except for the Norwegians that Tom told us about, have you ever heard of anybody eating rhubarb as a vegetable, as a side dish on a dinner plate? No, that's like super masochistic. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> Agreed. Boy, you guys are really selling me on this rhubarb. <laughs> yeah, for a minute I was thinking I was going to eat it, but now I'm going to avoid it forever. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. We'll be right back on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Sarah writes in, we make a rhubarb lemonade cocktail oh. that is so delicious. It hasn't poisoned anyone yet. Nope. So Well, it sounds like there's more to rhubarb than just pie, I guess. All right. Yesterday was uh, Facebook is down day, and a lot of people freaked out. But Facebook is in the news all the time these days because more and more people, including Congress, are saying, hey, what what are you doing over there? You seem to be harvesting an awful lot of information. You seem to be doing a lot of shady stuff that your users aren't even aware of. Not only is that happening... But, Jensen, you brought up yesterday, you had a bold statement yesterday that I think needs discussing, which is Facebook being one of the most popular websites in the world. Top three, I think. Yeah. You say no one should have Facebook. It's not even a good website. It's not good. Tell me more. I think that, number one, I think the interface is bad, which I know is an extremely kind of basic complaint. But I just don't think that it gives a service that is very good. Now, here's the thing. Facebook started because colleges, right, used mm-hmm. to send out these Facebooks that, uh, you know, incoming freshmen could see their whole class. You could see photos of everyone. It's a yearbook of sorts of what you're about to see your freshman year. Right. I get that. I get why that would be a very good service because then you put it online so you could see everyone. Now, at this point, just keeping up with your family and all those things, do that on, like, an email chain. I, I, I What Facebook has done well, people want to feed, though. They want to feed, and they want to be able to see photos, and they want to be able to comment on and comment on what other people are saying. I, mean, I don't you know think it's that's... big. You know it's way bigger and easier to use than an email chain. I'm sure, but I'm saying as far as I think, listen, again, the day it was introduced, it could have been a great website. I think since then, it has become sort of a garbage place. People put terrible stuff up there. It, it's, it's obviously, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, it's a fake news heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no governing body for it this is a very easy place to become a garbage fire and it has and it i don't think that the positives outweigh the negatives for that website how is that different from other social media why would you give instagram a pass and twitter a pass and want them to exist because in my opinion somehow facebook has become a news source and i don't know how twitter i understand has but at least people know it's opinion based and it's all single like in this case you're having your parents post a you know, a, a story about, you know, Ruth B- Gator, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's penis. 
uh, and it's they don't look at the source. Like it just gets posted on Facebook, and then it's news from Facebook. It doesn't it doesn't become news from you know terriblesource.com. It, mm. They go, oh, I, I read it on Facebook. It becomes mm-hmm. its own news source, and that becomes and also just guys, it's not even that. Do you really need to see your aunt's new lawnmower? Like what, well, what kind is it? Well, a John Deere. It's pretty good. But what I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I've never thought that website's important. Mm-hmm. But and, maybe it sounds like it isn't for you and Facebook isn't for a lot of people. I don't use it either. But I mean, for somebody like my dad, for instance, who, you know, rest in peace, was 80. He loved being able to keep in touch with family around the world. Uh, people he was in the Navy with, people he worked with in the intelligence community, doesn't talk to on the phone and doesn't exchange emails with, but it's a way for him to know what they're up to and, uh, you know, brief exchanges with it. And, and I don't think he got sucked too deep into the Facebook news aspect of it because he was always watching Fox News. He had that on 24-7. So it didn't matter what was on Facebook. He only believed what was coming out of his TV. But, I mean, that's a great, that was a great resource for my dad, for instance. Then let's Facebook. scale it back. Because that does sound like a pretty good thing as far as, like, keeping up with your family. But do I need all your improv show invites? You know, do I need the sock ad that comes up every single day? Do I need to know that you just saw the Endgame trailer? I'm saying scale it back and make it a bit of a family photo album then because that sounds kind of cool. All right, let me ask Allie because Mm -hmm. you're one of the many friends of mine that I have. uh, And my wife is in this category as well who maybe checks Facebook once every couple of months. You are oh. essentially out of it, right? I have not looked at Facebook for... my. I just looked at my page. My last post was February 7th, 2017. All right, and what drove you away from it? Because I'm sure there was a time where Facebook was a big deal to you. It's just... It seems like it's unlimited characters for you to be an a-hole. <laughs> like on Twitter, you only have a very limited number, and then you just press block, they're gone. Facebook just seems, because I have a a public Facebook page, it's one of those like official pages, instead of just a friend page, I just, I didn't want it anymore. There's just no need for it for me. If I had like a private page that I kept up with like 10, 15 people, great. But you know what happened when I had that private page with 10, 15 people? One of my friends then posted one of the pictures that I shared of a gathering on her page and people were like oh i didn't know Allie had this page and then all these friend requests from people i don't want to talk to so it just that's your problem no that's not what i'm saying it's just to me it's not a breeding ground for love and peace and happiness none none of socialism no but for me it's it's just not for me all right let me read an email that we got from a kevin bean lister named heather She said, "I uh, because you heard us teasing yesterday that we're going to be discussing this. Like you guys, I don't understand the defenders, but I also cannot understand the haters. What has Facebook done for me? In 2009, my son was looking for work, and a local restaurant posted they were looking for a line cook. I sent him down, he got the job, and boom, his career started as a chef. In 2010, a friend of mine posted that she was moving out of her house, and I immediately wrote her and nabbed the place before it was listed. A two-bedroom, single-family home with a backyard garage and driveway I only paid $1,200 a month for. And then she just goes on and on and on to talk about all these connections that she's made through Facebook that have impacted her positively, things she ordinarily wouldn't have known about if it hadn't been for the social media site. Excellent. And I mean, validity kind of classified. Absolutely. But, yeah. but here's the thing. If it's for you, great. If it's not, great. But every single story that comes out about Facebook and privacy taking the privacy and, and all it's that, worth it. it just seems that the cons kind of outweigh the pros for me. It's, is Facebook taking the brunt of that uh, backlash when Google is doing as much or more 
in terms of mining our, our personal information for uh, you know for advertisers. I, I think they're all even, and we're all using Google. But what? Uh, but by the way, I think that's worth the trade. <laughs> like, I will give up some privacy for the free email app that lets me you know uh, do all of those and also look up anything. I have encyclopedia mm-hmm. in front of me. On I used to have to go to the library to check out some book to tell me what it, you know what how aardvarks mate. Now I just type in how do aardvarks mate and it comes up. I'm willing to trade that. I'm saying that this Facebook and by the way I love we how need aardvarks. to check out his search. What, what I'm saying is history. Facebook itself is not a good trade. It's not a good website. It doesn't do the same thing as Google does. So I'm not I don't feel as willing to trade my privacy for that. Let's take one call. Let's make it Manuel. He's in Riverside. Manuel, thank you for dialing in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on hold. What do you have to add to the Facebook conversation? Are you through with it or is it still good for you? I just wanted to add that if you have a lot of uh, real estate people in your in your friends your uh, feed ends up becoming like an MLS listing. Yeah, it's awful. So they just start putting, they just start putting, I sold this, I'm renting yep. that. And then you're just like, okay, uh, I'm not in real estate, but thanks for letting me know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? J- Jensen, so. what about you? I mean, Facebook seems to have replaced the website for most businesses. You're yes. an owner of a business. You're yeah. Gallery 1988. I would imagine you've got to have a Facebook page, right? Well, I have to because of that. I would love to cancel my personal Facebook. It was I would be thrilling to do, but I have to be able to have uh, the gallery on there because, again, what we saw yesterday is that Facebook owns all of these companies. So in order to post things on Instagram as a business, I have to have a Facebook business account so that I can you know, have it all tie in and sell things directly from Instagram. And then we saw what happened when one of them shuts down. And all of them shut down. It's a, it's guys. If you're not kind of scared by the power that something like Facebook have has yesterday, you should have seen it. It's, it's kind of scary. Manuel, thank you for uh, listening again, and thank you for the call, and thanks to Heather for the email too. Ali Scott, what's happening? And then Bean makes his guest coming up on K Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Doctor Jupinski will be joining us, and I'm so glad the doctor is coming on today. Because I started the show with my greatest fear being back in the news, a 55-year-old woman in Canada who, well, the anesthesia didn't work for him, for her rather, and she was undergoing surgery that she was awake for. She felt every cut of the scalpel and was powerless to alert her doctors to the fact that she was not under. And that's my biggest fear in the world. It's awful. So we'll talk to Dr. Drew about that coming up as well. First, Allie, what's happening on this Thursday? I have so many questions about that. Like, at, at no point did any, like, her blood pressure spikes. People are monitoring all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does it happen? And how does it happen as frequently as it does? And how does nobody notice if they're in that pain, their blood pressure would definitely change. You would see different things happening within their body, right? I don't know. These are all Dr. Drew questions. Yeah, this is why we have a a, a medical professional on. A kind of medical professional. Yeah. 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 And then when they wake up. You you have taken a paralysis drug. that Maybe that inhibits the changes that would ordinarily happen in the body. But then when you wake up, even though you're... Ask you've Dr. Been Drew. These are Dr. Drew questions. We, okay. Guys, Marvel. They're moving forward on Shang-Chi, the comic book superhero studio's first movie featuring an Asian lead character. They're, of course, building on the success of Captain Marvel, They're Black checking all Panther. the boxes this year. Yeah. yeah, it's their effort to have a more diverse superhero character in their universe. And the studio has hired Asian-American director Destin Daniel Cretton to direct the project. Do you remember um, his, it, it was like 
the most amazing indie film at the time, Short Term 12. It's the best. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. And also, now look at that cast. Brie Larson, Rami Malek, Malek yeah. Lakeith uh, Stanfield. Stanfield. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was about um, Brie Larson. She was um, up and coming at the time. It was 2013. Supervisor of a group home of teenagers that were experiencing a ton of mental health issues and abuse. It was a amazing movie. So he has been tapped to uh, direct the project. So, I'm interested to see what he does with an action movie because yeah. short term, I mean, that is a drama in, in every the sense of the word. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Shang-Chi... We will find out soon. But, uh, of course, Marvel also plans to feature a largely Asian and Asian-American cast in the movie. It's amazing to me how many Marvel characters there are that the casual fan has never heard of. Oh, Like, I didn't know about Black Panther. I didn't know about Ant-Man. I didn't know about any of these. You know, growing up, not being a big comic book geek, Mm -hmm. uh, which sounds dumb now to say geek because it's everyone. It's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew about the Fantastic Four, you know, and I knew about... Iron Man, and I knew about the Hulk and a few others, but I mean, it's just, it's incredible how much there is in Marvel's history that they are now being able to mine and make great movies out of. Yeah, well, Miss Marvel was slightly obscure. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't like a a big character. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is funny. There was one year where a, a Marvel movie came out the same day as the James Brown get up on you know what I mean or what was that one called the Did documentary you? no 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 the actual like the fictionalized yeah I think it was called get up on this okay get up on this uh, it's very it funny because if you saw that movie you'd be a nerd like if you're like oh, I'm going to see that James Brown right? movie <laughs> but if you were going to see the comic book movie you were like mainstream and, and normal times have changed times have changed absolutely man. And, and by the way they've never made a bad movie right Marvel, uh, no not, not yet really no mm-hmm. so I mean we, we, uh, we can have nothing but high hopes for this one absolutely were you guys into game shows growing up? Oh, the I read this story and I could not be more excited. Same here. Bean, what about you? Were you a game show watcher? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I enjoyed I mean, I, enjoy, I still enjoy an occasional prices, right? Okay. Well, you'll be happy to know that ABC is adding two more classic game show reboots to its lineup. <sighs> Press your luck and card sharks. They've been picked up to series at the network and are set to go into production this spring. No host or premiere dates have been announced. If you didn't watch Press Your Luck Get as a here. kid Leave. and go, no whammies, no, no whammies, whammies, stop! On a whammy. <laughs> it was the greatest show growing up. I used great. to get so stoked to watch that. And of course, as a kid, you would then incorporate that into every part of your life. Like, what's for dinner tonight? And then you'd go, no whammies, no whammies, uh, pork chop, stop! Big money! Big money! <laughs> I love that You know show. how ridiculous this sounds so to people who have not seen the Listen, show. these people have already sat through the rhubarb talk, so Absolutely. we're fine. <laughs> uh, you, you go through, you compete against each other, answering questions to earn the big spins on the big board. Mm -hmm. Then the big board comes up and you can win all these different things unless it ends on a whammy. Which is like a kind of a devil cartoon character. And then it's, you know, you gotta watch it. Also, Card Shark's also great. I do not remember Card Shark's. It was great. You basically, uh, you answer questions to get a shot at another board. Those Mm -hmm. are large cards, playing Uh cards. They flip one over. It's a seven. You have to guess if it's higher or lower. Then a seven. So it's pure luck. It's pu- well, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's it's kind of war on a on a big stage about higher, lower, higher, lower. Right. And if you get through all the way through, you make some money. I love this. Oh, God bless you, ABC. I like it so very much. I want to play Press Your Luck so bad. Be a good. To be, be able to be on that stage 
as our age now, when all we wanted to do as kids was no whammies, no yeah. whammies, stop. Yeah. On a whammy. Hey, oh. I want to uh, rain on your parade because I'm sure it would be fun to be a contestant. Yeah. Are you as excited when I tell you that Nick Cannon is probably going to host this one too? How dare you? <laughs> Why would you even do that? Because they do seem to give him all the jobs. <sighs> is there a better job in the world than game show host? No. No. There is no. not. Mm-mm. And Goodness. you can do it for 50 years. Absolutely. And have nine months of that year off. Yeah. God, I'm so into this. It's guys. been a Vanna White robot for years. It's not even her anymore, and she's still right. getting paid. That's right. She gets paid so much money, yeah. you guys. Yeah. It is insane. I'm so jealous. No whammies. Stop on a whammy. Any of you watch uh, Jeopardy last night? No. Oh, I'm just saying, you got to watch it, first of all, because it's the most amazing show ever. With this guy, Barton, he went big. He risked it all in Final Jeopardy. $14,000. He didn't have to do that. And guess what? He won. However, I'm bringing out, because there was a guy named Sam, who was just adorable. Allie has no friends. Oh, I love Jeopardy so much. Ah, some birthdays for you. Quincy Jones, Michael Caine, Billy Crystal, Chris Klein, Grace Park. And I have been leaving out one of our favorite human beings on the face of the earth because I didn't know until an hour ago that it was his birthday, Mr. Mike Catherwood. Yay! Happy birthday, Mike. We love Mike. Absolutely. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Breaking news, by the way. Universal has just optioned Rhubarb the movie. (laughs) (laughs) He is really getting out of control, this Rhubarb talk today. But they feel like there's something there. All right, you guys. uh, Sherry Appleby joins us in studio. She is going to be directing an upcoming episode of Roswell, New Mexico. Very excited to have her on. I think think it's been many, many years since she's been on the program. You've seen her pretty recently, Jensen. Yeah, you all know her from Swim Fan. (laughs) And from all, and from Unreal and from a lot of things. Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of other good stuff. So I uh, love Sherry. She'll be coming in. First, though, how about a little Beat Makes Us Guess? Beat Makes Us Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Beat Makes Us Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Beat is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell, yeah. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Beat Makes Us Guess. Yes. I don't know what penis slapping has anything to do with this, but... They insist on leaving that in the intro. Who is the, uh, anyone can answer this, who is the biggest box office movie actor in the world? The Rock. Yes, The Rock indeed. Entertainment Weekly has ranked all 33 movies with The Rock in them in order based on quality. From the best rock movie to the worst. By the way, the worst rock movie? Empire State with Liam Hemsworth, which went straight to DVD, DVD in 2013. You know how hard that is to go straight to DVD if it's a rock movie? Yes. Ugh, that must be have been awful. Honestly, you just said how many movies they ranked? 33. 30. Yeah. I have no idea he did more than five. <laughs> uh, yes. The Rock has been at it for a minute, and he has had tremendous box office success, obviously. And he's been in a lot more really good movies than you guys remember. So that's what we're going to try to do. You get a point for every movie in the top ten of the best movies starring The Rock. All right, Jensen, you get to go first. You're, uh, you're in. Kevin's out today, so you're at the head of the table. What do you got? I will start with a movie that got a lot of good critical reviews recently. Jumanji. Jumanji is number seven on the list. Yes, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, number seven. His 2017 smash hit is on the list. Beer Mug, you're up next. I saw this movie. It came out about six years ago. It's based on a true story. They kind of made it a comedic. They gave it a comedic angle, but it's a very serious story. Uh, Pain and Gain. 
Pain and Gain just outside the top oh! at number 11. Oh! But that was great. That was him and uh, Wahlberg, yep. right? Yeah, they played bodybuilders that kidnapped a guy. I, I like it, that movie. True yeah. story and directed by Michael Bay. And a lot of yeah. people were surprised that that was the most subtle work of Michael Bay's career. <laughs> yeah. but, and it's not very subtle. Uh, <laughs> apparently a very good movie, but number 11. I'm sorry you do not get a point. Allie, you're up next. Uh, mine was Jumanji. And by mine, <laughs> that's all I know. Um, but, then I, but then I remembered, I mean, one of the top uh, five movies of all time. Tooth Fairy. <laughs> okay, Tooth Fairy is number 30 on the list. Um, he, the Rock did play the Tooth Fairy back in yeah. 2010. Yeah. And, uh, all, I never saw it, of course, but I do remember You Can't Handle the Tooth. I do remember yeah. that, that was in it. <laughs> I feel like Allie's going to run out early on this game. Uh, Jensen, you are up next. You are on the board already. I mean, I, I know you don't really give me a clue. I, it's not a clue. I just have something I have to ask you. Do cameos count? Um, I don't know. All right, I'm going to say Fighting With My Family. Number nine. Fighting With My Family. Oh, I'm going to say number nine from this year. So yeah. good. It's a cameo, uh, but it works. Um, yeah. I, I guess the cameos count. <laughs> All right, Beer Mug, you're up next. You were just outside the top ten last time. How about this time? Central Intelligence. Number ten. Boom. Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart. That was a very funny movie, it right? Was. Yeah. All right, Allie, you got anything left in the tank? Yeah, I do. Number one. Right? We don't have number one yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Mo to the freaking Anna. That is brilliant. Oh. That came up with the animated movie that The Rock did the voice for, and it is number two. Oh, wow. Number okay. two. Well right. done. Thank mm. you. All right. Jensen, there's, there's some real competition now. Yeah. I'm going to go with, oh, I hope, I think he's in this. He's in Walking Tall, right? He is. Mm. And that, people love that movie. Did they? They did. <laughs> <laughs> did they love it enough to put it at number 20 uh, on his 33 movies? Number it. 20, Walking Tall from 2004. All right. Which is a remake of that uh, film from the 70s. All right, Muggsy, The Rock is right in your wheelhouse. I feel like you're a guy who would go to a lot of Dwayne's movies. So what do you got? I've seen a lot of them, yes. Um, the earthquake one, uh, San Andreas. Mm. San Andreas is a uh, great guess, and it is... Um, Ooh. Number 13. Oh. Number mm. 13 on the list from 2015. San Andreas over guessing. Walking Tall? All right. Yeah. Okay. By quite a distance, in fact. Okay. All right, Allie, what do you have? And then we'll go around now one more time. Uh, Scorpion King. Scorpion King <laughs> was a terrible movie. <laughs> okay. But The Rock did star right. in it. Okay. It was number 31 on so the I've list. So I've got most of the 30s. <laughs> yes, you're doing really well with the bad ones. Uh, 2002 Scorpion King number 31. All right, one final round. The best movies The Rock has ever made, according to Entertainment Weekly. That's the Bean Makes' guess. Jensen, your last guess. I can't believe we still don't have number one. Um, I mean, I don't have number one, but I'm going to say Skyscraper. Skyscraper is number 18. Number 18 from 2018. God, The Rock has made a lot of movies. So many movies. <laughs> big, big, big hit in China, by the way. Not so much here. Mugs, your final guess. Oh, boy. Uh, was he in uh, one of the Expendables movies? He was not. Oh, mm. damn it. Mm. I'm sorry to say. Every and... other meathead on steroids was in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a reasonable assumption. Allie, your final guess, please. Baywatch. Uh, Baywatch is on the list, but unfortunately, number 25. Oh, I was going for all 30s. <laughs> so you're you're very good with bad movies. Not so good with the good movies. Is the last one on the list Southland Tales? 
Southland Tales was number 27. Okay. Was he in any of the Fast and the Furious? He was yeah. in five of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. In, I kept waiting for somebody oh, to say and Fast the and the Furious. All yes. of them. I think we're done now, Ali. Here are some of the other uh, movies. Here are over. the movies that you didn't get. Uh, Fast uh, number th- I think we're, right. we're done guessing. Okay. Number 33, the Empire State. Nope. Okay, hang on. Hang on, Ali. Then Doom, Scorpion King, Tooth Fairy, the animated film Planet 51. What? Then Be Cool, the Get Shorty sequel. Then Southland Tales. Then G.I. Joe Retaliation. He was not in the original, but he was in the sequel. Then Baywatch. Then Faster, which was in 2010. That was the fourth movie in the Fast and the Furious series and the first one that The Rock was in. Then Escape to Witch Mountain. Oh, <gasps> the classic. Hercules. Yes. Journey to the Mysterious Island. Oof. Walking Tall. The Game Plan. Remember The Game Plan? Nope. That was a football no. movie? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Skyscraper. Here's one you've forgotten from The Rock. He was he was in Get Smart <laughs> no, he Steve was. Carell. Oh, he was. He wasn't then even ra- on, like, the poster or anything, right? Then what Rampage, number are we on? What? What number are you on now? Uh, Rampage is number 16. Okay. okay. The Mummy Returns is number 15. Okay. The Gridiron Gang is number 14, which was another football yeah. movie. Then San Andreas. Then Snitch. Then Pain and Gain. Now we get into the top okay. 10. Okay. Central Intelligence. Okay. Fighting with My Family. Okay. The Fate of the Furious which was the last movie in the mm-hmm. series. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Fast and the Furious 6 at number 6. The Rundown with Sean William Scott. Remember that? Very funny movie with Peter Berg directed. Just want to go on record saying I, that's the one I thought was Walking Tall. <laughs> 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 nice. Number four, The Other Guys. Remember the Adam McKay movie yes. with Will Ferrell? Yeah. He and Sam Jackson jump off a building. Uh, number three, Furious 7, which was the big send-off to Paul Walker movie. Number two, Moana. And Fast Five at number one, yeah. which was the fifth movies in the right. series. Those are the rock movies. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. 106.7 K-Rock is K-R-O-Q and the Kevin and Bean Show on a Thursday morning. I don't know that we give out awards for the longest time between appearances on the Kevin and Bean Show, mm-hmm. but Sherry Appleby may win it. How, yeah. how long do you think it's been, Sherry, since you've been on this oh my God. radio show? Has it been 10 years? 10. 10 more? 20 at least. 20 years? Really? I would say at wow. least. Wow. Yeah. I love how we don't have that statistic. It's just, <laughs> I of course not. We it, should literally, know. It, it, like, it would be so easy for us to know, but you guys, you this, you think that's when we weren't keeping track of the show? We, we absolutely <laughs> weren't keeping track of the show. Got yeah, it. we we save everything now, but back yeah. back in the day, because we, we figured we were going to be fired any minute, so there was like like no reason. Nobody knew we'd be on till you know, till the end of Earth. So. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, welcome back. It's so great to see you, and uh, Jensen told us when uh, we, we got to pitch the opportunity to have you on, which we're very grateful for you appearing today. He told us, you're not going to believe this. Sherry and I were friends in high school and really good friends in high school. Really good friends yeah, in we high school. Good pals. Yeah. She, she we was dirt on each other. I do. I do. <laughs> uh, she, she, the crazy thing about Sherry is like, she's one of those people, she's an overachiever, which I think we can all say in a was good way. Was that the case in high school too, Jensen? Yes, she was very much an overachiever. <laughs> she was she was a cheerleader. She was an honor student. She was most spirited. She was she was the cool kid. You were friends with the guy that did morning announcements. Oh my god, he was Brian Silver, Jensen <laughs> Carr, Brian Austin Green. Yeah, that's yes. exactly it. He was David Silver. Yeah, we were really good friends. I yes. love we were it. Really close. And she was. What were you? You were like a president or something. I was. Um, in I was. In high in high school, yeah. I was no, like, no, not now. Now you're not the president. <laughs> no, I'm not like, please don't. <laughs> Although I wish. Um, yeah. I was. I did the lead. I did the yearbook for two years. Mm-hmm. I was in leadership. I was a uh, cheerleader. She was all oh, over. And the I, was, I ran around 
high school, I'm sure Jensen remember, with a video camera. Yeah. So I filmed our entire high school experience. Oh, wow. And then at the end of it, I made a movie with two DVD, DVD players. Yeah. Is that what they yeah. were? DVD players back in the day. And our friends just gave it to me. I'm like trying to digitize it, but it's so crazy. You were so ahead of your time with that. I was, I, I mean, we just really had a good time in high school. We grew up in Calabasas. It was sort of this, it was before like the Beavers and the Kardashians mm-hmm. all yeah. sort of took over the town. And it was a really safe, fun place to grow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What year did you graduate? 97. I was going to say it for you. Okay. I was going to say it for you. I don't know. I don't need people. I was just going to be like, you don't ask a woman anything. The reason I ask is because, you know, know, we've had Danielle on, Jensen's wife, and we wondered, you know, we were talking to her about what it was like going to school and also being on TV because you were going through the same thing. I mean, you'd be showing up for school and you'd just been in, you know, Raven or something the night before. Well, basically for me, I worked, I started working when I was like, you know, in preschool, basically, and I worked through high, elementary school and high school and junior high school. And then once I got to high school, I was like, "This is the greatest thing that's ever happened." I was Aww. like obsessed with nine hundred two and zero, and so I sort of made a decision that I was not going to work because I did not want to miss high school because you could never go back and get those years. So I would have like football players um, take me to auditions and then not really try because I did not want to leave high school. And then. Um, my senior year, I had to decide where to go to college. I was either going to go to USC and keep acting or go to Santa Barbara with my friends and sort of leave it in the past. And so my mom gave me one month to get a job. And, and, she said, and $50,000 to get into USC. Yeah, no, she gave me a lot more than that. To get an SC. Is that crazy? Oh, well, it's the nuts. It's the cra- I also went to SC and I'm like, Same, yeah. really? I like, don't think it's worth it. Why are you spending yeah. that much money? You overpaid. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not that great. Yeah. But whatever. So, were, you, were, you, um, were you not loving acting or is it no, just that it you, just, you were you were mature enough to realize that you can't get your high school years I was back. like I'm not going to get these high school years back I'm not going to sit on set with a studio teacher and miss this I want to go to prom wow. I want to like I want to have a high school boyfriend I want to be present for this and you know I'm so I'm so grateful I kind of made that decision But you got Roswell while you were still in college then right So basically yeah, she dropped out. I so basically I went I got one job I got a Taco Bell commercial that sealed my fate I decided to go to USC and keep acting but then I got to USC and I was like this is kind of crazy I was writing these checks for like $60,000 that I was paying for myself and I was like, I could be traveling the world. What am I yeah, doing in college? Yeah. So I got really focused. I was like, I have to have a job because I can't just leave college and like be roaming around. So I was like, I have to get a job. I made the pilot for Roswell during Christmas break. The day after I finished my sophomore year at USC, the show got picked up. I did three seasons. And by that time, everyone I knew was already out of college. So... I ended up getting, I just want to say, I got my degree online when I was shooting Life Unexpected in my 30s because I felt very, like, I I did not feel, like, fulfilled, like, um, complete. Like, I did not like sitting at the table with all these, like, New Yorkers I was friends with who all had degrees. And I was like, this was through the University of American Samoa? Is that where you went? (laughs) It was the University of Phoenix. Oh, as advertised on K-Rock. Yeah, Mm -hmm. K-Rock sponsor. Yeah, so I sat on set and in between, instead of gossiping, I would just like sit and write papers and I graduated college. So now I have a college degree. How impressive are you? Thank you. I'm friends with Jensen Karp. That was the ding. Oh boy, that's that's not as impressive as University of Phoenix, but it's close. Uh, My wife also, sorry, my wife, uh, she also graduated college later in life in her Mm -hmm. 30s because she felt the same way. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you're like, I set it out to do it, I'm finished, and I've never really thought about it 
since I finished That's it. very impressive. And you should also point out, even though you personally feel good having that college degree, it has never helped you in any way ever. It was a completely wasted say, exercise. The, completely wasted. The math that I did do has now got, has now helped me. So, like, I pay our bills. I, like, do all the math. And I and I got really kind of obsessed with it from taking the classes online. You, so all I just wanted was say, all you needed was a calculator, Sherry. You didn't it. need to learn yeah. how to do math. Our you phones just... do it all. So were you trying to say that all the money these parents spent was like yeah. for no reason? Oh yeah, yeah no, absolutely. we've 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 already stated our case. Yeah, on we've that. established that. So Roswell changes everything for you, and um, that was, by the way, I was obsessed with that show, and I'm sure that's partly why we had you on back in the day, because I remember that's when we all fell in love with Colin Hanks. I remember us having Katherine Heigl on back in the day. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Jason Bear? Where is he now? I see him all the time. He's a really involved dad. He's like the parent, and he's just kind of, I think he's ready to get back out there, so we'll see where wherever okay. he comes out. It was such a great show. How did you feel it being such an important part of your life? those three years that you spent making Mm -hmm. Roswell, how did you feel when you heard, hey, we're rebooting it and bringing it back as Roswell to Mexico? I mean, you kind of just have to find it sort of flattering. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to get upset? My career is going great. Mm -hmm. Like, if they want to tell it again, wonderful. And the show did so Mm -hmm. much for me the first time around. So when the press, when I was doing a press for Unreal, they would ask, like, how do you feel about Roswell? And I was really making the, the transition into directing. So my answer was just like, oh, I can't wait to direct it. And so all these articles came out that was like, Sherry Appleby, can't wait to direct Roswell. <laughs> and that's how I got the job. So you used the secret, basically. I you put, it, put out it out there in the universe. Yeah. You could call exactly it a secret right. or you could call it like a total blatant lie. Uh, those two things. But it is it is crazy to watch because there was, I don't know if you remember, a couple of years ago we met up and you were saying how hard it was for you to get into directing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm trying to really break in comedy stuff. And I think both of us were like, on the last leg of saying maybe it won't work at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it that like jumped over for you in directing? Well, so this was basically it. So I did four episodes of Unreal and um, they all went really well, but people sort of within the industry see it as kind of like nepotism. Like you're directing on the show that you're acting in so they give you the job to make you happy. Yeah, just to make you shut Do up you know and quit whining about exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Fine. Whatever. I did, you know. And so when directing on Ro- now that I've directed on Roswell, people in the industry are like, oh, she's directing another show that she's not acting in and so once that happened marlene king was like oh come direct an episode of pretty little liars next month i'm directing two episodes of light of a feather on hulu amazing amazing wow. great. dynasty in october so it's like now it's starting to move and it's like you just needed that first show to say oh she actually knows how to direct and it, it was a male dominated industry oh my god i tried for years Years and years. And so, like, two networks would say to me, oh, we can't give you an episode until the other network gives you an episode. You should just get a show on the air and make as a hit as an actress <laughs> oh and then gosh. get an episode. I'm like, oh, like, I'm not trying that. And I'm I do remember, trying. I do remember another story that you had told me about on, on the set of Girls, you went to shadow the director. Because so, that's what you yeah. have to do. You have to, like, intern for a director. Sure. And, become, and then in the middle of shadowing, they go, Sherry, you should be on this. Let's get you it. And they just pulled her from directing shadowing into acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, that's not why you were there at no. all. No, and so every so I direct, I shadowed a ton, and every and it, when I got off life unexpected, my career was really flat, and and I had a really hard time, and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus my energy on shadowing. So I, did, I shadowed so much, and every show I would shadow on, I would get a job acting. So it was starting to like bring momentum back to my acting career. They really feed each other, and so I'm friends with Jenny Connor on Girls, and so when I went to shadow. 
like day two, Lena, I read the script and I was like saying to John, my husband, I was like, there's this great part, but they're probably going to get like Kate Hudson or Sienna Miller, some like mm-hmm. huge star to do this great role to play Adam's girlfriend. And day two, Lena was like, oh, do you want to do it? And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. This is like, this is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. So they really do, you know, it's about being there, showing people that you want to work hard, that you're like willing to put in the time and being at the right place at the right time. This is the best TED Talk I've oh ever my God. heard. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm like, tell me more about how I can be the best me. Oh my and God, we've gone, just We've gone two minutes over time, so have I have we? to take a break okay, here. Okay, yes, we'll, talk about, we'll, we'll talk about, I love, the, yeah, when we I, come back, we'll talk about all the seniors she dated as a freshman. Yeah, I do love, Thanks, uh, I do love <laughs> listening to Shuri's stories and I'm telling you, I am now, just now, starting to come to the conclusion that maybe women haven't had a fair shake in this industry. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. I mean, I'm just being, baby. I just put it Two out there. Two white men in the morning. <laughs> we'll be right back on K-Rock. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O-Q. K-Rock. What the hell? Sorry. Sorry. Actress, director, Shuri uh, Appleby in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Her episode of Roswell, New Mexico it. airs on the CW this coming Tuesday night at 9. It's mm-hmm. so crazy, Shuri, hearing you and Jensen off air talking about <laughs> Curse. Uh, Jensen's potty mouth, talking about how far back you guys go. Did you just say the sentence that Jensen was at your bat mitzvah? Yeah, she, I was. he was at my bat mitzvah. What was my party gift? Uh, you had a shirt. It was hats. Oh, hats. Hat. I knew it said, like, guy went to Sheeries. It, it was, like, hats stuff. with my headshot on it. And you and I think Joel <laughs> Farrar wore them to school on Monday. Oh, boy. And really embarrassed me. Oh, boy. Well, there was, I mean, we had, uh, when you grow up in Calabasas, it's like you, you basically just lock down your whole calendar every weekend that year because it's a bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah mm-hmm. every single oh, year. Yeah. Yeah. How come you didn't dump Jensen as a friend when you hit the big time on Roswell? Because I would think you don't need oh. friends like him anymore once you're big and famous. I mean, come on. Uh, no, I mean, we had a really close group of friends. Yeah. We were, we've all really like kind of stayed in touch for the most part. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I speak to only this group of friends. Like our little group is the only one I keep in touch with. We from... just, I went to just, I went to Mexico with our friends from high school. That's right. They're listening on the radio right now. Question: um, Did you go to the twenty year reunion? So I had plans to go to the twenty year so reunion. I. I bought the tickets. I was in Vancouver shooting Unreal. I came home from the weekend. I hadn't seen my kids for five days, and I was like getting ready to go. And my little five year old was like, "You're gonna leave." Oh. Terrible oh, And so I like that put hurts. her to sleep yeah. and I was so exhausted. You put her to I put sleep? Her, like, I, know, I, like, I like did. You mean like put her down? I was like, here, take some drugs. You'll be fine. <laughs> and no, I put her to sleep for the night. No, don't say put her to sleep. I'm a, I'm a pet owner. That kills me. So I cut her head off and then I went off to the to the reunion. Allie, are you still friends with any people from high school? I am friends with people from elementary school. Absolutely. Oh my elementary. Gosh. You met my best friend from high school. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, Rachel? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's something different about LA kids like kids that born and raised here mm-hmm. we just we kind of stay true to our, our to initial Louisville. friends went I went to Louisville oh, right up the Louisville? street from oh, Calabasas yeah. yeah good times um, yeah really good times <laughs> Sherry, yes. I, I want to ask you about uh, drunk history. I'm really obsessed oh. with your episode of drunk history, oh, but you let's are? I really uh, but let's get uh, let's get the Roswell information yes, out just please. to make sure everybody knows you because you are directing Roswell for the first time. You've done it, obviously. It's going to air this Tuesday night at night. You uh, obviously had been watching the show, I imagine, since it came back. Yeah. What do you think about what they're doing with it compared to the original series? Well, I think that they like really like gave a lot of shout outs to the show in the very first episode. There were so many things that were tied to the original and then very quickly it becomes its own show which I think was really smart so I think at this point it's its own thing and I don't feel like in any way they're like taking something away from what we did the first time around did these actors and actresses watch your show I think to they, prepare for this one I think they 
watched it just to kind of like know what it was and then I don't think they've like sat around and watched like sixty five episodes of well, it or anything. Didn't you guys have a thing that like people sent in when they wanted the show? Oh right, they sent in Tabasco. Is that in the new one? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Jeez, well, they really are distancing. Yeah. <laughs> There's the no sauce like, of any kind. It was like known for Tabasco, <laughs> and they're like, clear the set of Tabasco. It's a new one. Yeah, I don't think so. At least not in the episode that I directed. But it was really great. I mean, I was directing, you know, Liz and Max again, and they have like yeah. a romantic scene, and I'm like setting it up. And it, you know, you you're like I've been there. Yeah, you're, you've been there, and I'm like giving her direction. I'm like my my Liz would be really nervous asking Max to dance, but her Liz is you know ten years older. She's in her late twenties, and she's got more confidence. But it was just really one of those moments that you're like, man, I've been doing this for so long, and I've come just like you know, it's just full circle. There's no other way to be like really grateful for the opportunity. And- why is the CW saying there's a particular reason why it is appropriate that you're directing this episode? I think the show. This is you know this episode has a lot of romance in it. Okay. And so I think a lot of relationships that I think the viewers want to see that are paying like respect to the original show are getting their time in this episode and kind of starting the season going in a different direction. Um, and so it's, it was a pretty big episode. Where do you film? You look cold in the pictures I've seen from the I set. was freezing. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I was. Uh, we were actually shooting it in New Mexico, in Santa Fe. We shot our show... I mean, at Paramount, I had no idea how lucky I would be to be shooting at home. But yeah, we shot. They shoot the new show in Santa Fe, New Mexico, so it's freezing cold. Uh, Tuesday night at nine on the CW. All right, thank you. Let's talk about your drunk history episode okay. because it just, it just aired, and it <laughs> yeah. must be one of the strangest roles you've ever had as an actress. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. You are trying to ke- learn how to communicate with a dolphin, right? right. And the dolphin gets horny while being taught. Right, yes, it, it needs to be it, masturbated. It needs I to think be... we can say that, yes. Yeah. You, need, mm-hmm. you need to offer the dolphin some relief. Yes. Now, when you decided to be an actress, yeah. is this the role you were, had in mind? Uh, do you want to know what's crazy? They were like, <laughs> yes. drunk history. I was like, Jay Duplass. I was like, sign me up. Sure. Didn't even need to read it. Then I'm like, going to do it. <laughs> and I'm, is this cool for me? Is this like the right thing? He's like, whatever. Just like, go do it. <laughs> And I literally had seen like a few episodes of Drunk History, but I didn't really understand that you were just like mouthing it. Sure. So I like worked on it with my acting coach. Oh, like I thought I was like giving a performance and then I get to set and they're like you just have to like say it. I was like oh my god I'm like the biggest dodo. Um, but anyways I really had fun. I mean it's so good to have fun. But... Um, no, no real dolphins at all on set though. Right? No real dolphins okay. were harmed in the making of this episode. No they enjoyed but, it. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. be it was like a plastic dolphin. I brought my daughter to set so she could see the dolphins in the tank. But not mommy with the dolphin, right? Disaster. No, is that so funny, you guys? A total disaster. No, it was really. But you know, it's amazing how how they make that show. It's so oh, it is phenomenal. And this was this was one of the episodes that uh, our our friend Dr. Drew uh, fills in for Derek Waters on too, and he's hilarious too. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. I mean, I remember doing um, Loveline. Loveline. I did it a few times. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Well, you definitely need to check out (laughs) Shiri's work on that drug history with the dolphin. It's one of the craziest (laughs) things you've. Ever seen. Uh, Roswell, New Mexico airs Tuesday nights at 9 on the CW. Look for Shiri's episode next week. Can I say it's... something nice, Bean? Yes, please do. Shiri is 
a good person. Oh. And I know that that sounds like such a normal thing, but when you grow up in LA and someone's been acting since they were like four, they're usually garbage cans. Like they're not good people. <laughs> usually don't want to be around them. Sherry has been this good, this nice her ent- entire life. Aww. So sweet. She truly it's is. It's too Thanks. late to date her, Jensen. If it would have happened, it would have happened in high school. Listen, okay? we've been pals, and <laughs> I would have dated her at any point. She never looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, thank you so much for coming in. We really enjoyed it. Let's do it again soon. I would love to. Thanks so much. This is the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. I bummed you guys out yesterday Whew. when I started talking about my greatest fear in the world. Yeah. I haven't stopped thinking about it because it's terrifying. And the reason it's terrifying is because it happens to people all the time. And big medicine is not telling us about it. (laughs) But this brave woman named, uh, let's see, her name is uh, Donna Penner from Canada came out and said, yeah, it happened to me. I was getting some abdominal surgery and the anesthesia didn't work properly. The paralyzed part worked fine, so I couldn't move. But the part that was supposed to put me to sleep didn't. So she's lying awake. As the operation begins, she hears the doctor ask for the scalpel to start the the, the, the cut. Picture that. You're laying there. You can't let them know you're awake. You feel it. But you know, I mean, yeah, everything else is happening. You're just not able to stop. Everything else is happening. I will never not have nightmares about that. And I'm hoping Dr. Drew Pinsky can tell me it's not something I have to worry about as we welcome him back to the Kevin Bean Show for our weekly visit. Doctor, help me. Well, before I tell you how worried you should be, let me raise your anxiety yet further. Oh, so, thanks. Drew. thanks for nothing. So hold on. That's what I call so a Dr. Drew. <laughs> hold on. Where's, where's my organ music? So What a bedside so, manner you have. Well, so the first thing, one of the most horrifying aspects of it is not just that somebody's uh, opening you up, but you're what are it's called curare eyes. Curare. If you've ever seen like old James Bond films where somebody has a blow dart with curare in it and the person falls down. Yes. Curare, yeah. curare paralyzes every muscle in your body, including your breathing, which is why you get oh. on a breathing machine. So you are completely paralyzed. And completely awake. (laughs) This lady, Donna, said that she did everything she could think of to try to alert those in the operating room that she was awake and could feel it. She tried to wiggle her toes. She tried to scream. She tried to cry. She tried to move her hands. She couldn't do anything because, as you mentioned, she's paralyzed, yet not asleep. I consulted on a patient once who woke up right as they were putting the chest splitter device in to open his heart. Oh, Drew, what Drew is going let on? me ask you a question. You you say you're paralyzed, you can't do anything. Wouldn't your heart rate go up? Wouldn't your, you know, everything kind of elevate? So are they not monitoring that or is that those levels paralyzed? Those are monitored beyond belief. I mean, but you're, the anesthesiologist is, control, is in control of every physiological function that you can really easily measure. And so things like the heart rate changing is routine when somebody puts a knife on somebody, right? So you can't tell that it's from anxiety. All you can tell is that the heart rate is climbing, and then they give medicines to bring it back down again. Wait, your heart rate is going to go up even if the anesthesia has worked properly during surgery? Yeah, if you start cutting on a body, your body's No, but if you're out, though, if you're out and you're not aware of it and you don't feel it, your heart rate still goes up. Physically, that's the reaction the that it has. It, it can also go down. It can do, it, there can be differing reactions. You can get vagal reactions when it drops. I mean, it, it can go all over the place. The point okay. is that 
you know, that you cannot, not in the, the very last thing the anesthesiologist would be thinking is, huh, I guess this person's kind of anxious here because they're putting a knife on their abdomen. No, they're, they're, they're thinking they don't have enough fluid. They're thinking they're having some autonomic response because of the cutting. And they're just monitoring all that. They're, they're not thinking about things psychological because the patient's asleep. How often does this happen? Oh, this is the million-dollar question right here, Dr. Drew. Tell me almost never. Almost never. Oh, almost thank never. God. Well, we'll talk to you later, Drew. Thanks. <laughs> um, why that, does it happen? Why, why does it happen for it some does. people? Is it, is it the well, anesthesiologist's yeah. fault? No, 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 no. It, it, it is the fact that no medicine is 100% predictable in its physiological effects. And so a certain percentage of time, and for reasons that are not that well understood, the anesthesia doesn't have its full effect or it's metabolized off very quickly. I, it's just an opportunity to point out, again, that any medicine can t- kill you. Any medicine can have untoward effects. <laughs> the, the, really, an interaction with the medical system needs to... You know, it needs to be carried out with extreme caution and only when the risks are outweighed by the potential reward. And, then, you know, if you're going for a surgery, obviously, there's a very important reason for it. And the risk of something like this is infinitesimally small. It's not going to happen to you. I will say that anesthesia is one of the greatest inventions in human history. It's hard to imagine that there was a time until what, Doc, about 150 years ago that people just had to bite on a piece of wood or something in order to not yeah, Probably scream, would. Right? Like, like a man being, come on now, and, uh, and, take, and take some brandy. Uh, yeah, they, we, were, we were woefully inadequate. Uh, the Civil War was, you know, where, where that was on full display, although we did have the beginnings of anesthetic techniques then. We didn't have enough supplies to, to do anything about it. And, and, but again, let's just remind ourselves this is exceedingly rare, and when it does happen, you meet those patients because they have PTSD, they need care oh. afterwards, and, and, and we're aware of who those people are. It's not like they... They, they get up, you know, after they recover from their surgery and go, hey, guys, by the way, that was terrible. That was crazy. Oh, no. yeah. You guys won't believe it. Do- Dr. Drew, is it, yeah. it, can, can I make the assumption that the anesthesiologist is the true MVP here? Is that is that the hardest job in the operating room? I, I, it's a, it's, I can't say that. Every, every person in the operating room has a critical function. And, you know, remind yourself that the surgeon, the person actually doing the cutting is a pretty important role, yeah. too. But, yeah, the person responsible for the maintenance of life is the anesthesiologist. Oh, boy. I'm partial to the perfusionist. <laughs> How about the phlebotomist? I love a, a phlebotomist. Absolutely. I like the guy who runs the boombox that provides the music during the surgery. That's Usually my a PA <laughs> comes in and does that. I dig it. Absolutely. I like that guy. All right, last question, Dr. Drew. Jensen said something yesterday, and I don't know if it's true or if he was just pulling another fact out of his ass, but mm-hmm. that the anesthesiologists generally have to have more medical malpractice insurance than most doctors because of yeah. how difficult the nature of their work is. Well, and, and high liability, right? And yeah. so gynecologists have, you know, obstetricians have a lot and, and, and anesthesiologists have a lot. Yes, that's true. Hey. Okay. I have, I pulled something out of my ass too. That's a whole different topic. No, um, <laughs> I want to ask you a question that I had heard that anesthesiologists have the highest tendency to become addicts out of anyone in med- medicine. I knew somebody was going to mention that. Um, e family practice, psychiatry, family practice, psychiatry, and anesthesia tend to lead the way. And I got to tell you, when particularly the crop of anesthesiologists that was sort of of my peer age, mm-hmm. it was a big problem. It was a big problem. Oh, interesting. It was, All right. Yeah. 
I'm so, going to uh, anesthesiology I, then. That sounds fantastic. Was it just that they were using their own sauce? Yes. Um, yes. I treated a lot of anesthesiologists in my day and, and, and a lot of surgeons, a lot of psychiatrists and things too. But, but anesthesia, I would say, was probably the number one in my physician pool of, of folks that I treated. And uh, they were just, you know, a little bit for the patient, a little bit for themselves. What are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, I love it. We uh, we feel a little <laughs> we don't better. Love it. I do. I love it very much. We feel a little better knowing that the chances are actually infinitesimal. Thank you for uh, for making us uh, feel better there. Dr. Drew. Right. Com is where you want to go for all the details of uh, his uh, KABC radio show on AM seven ninety Monday through Friday noon to three. Also, the Dr. Drew podcast family, including his Dr. Drew podcast, his uh, show with Adam Carolla, the Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood, the new Dr. Drew After Dark with Tom Segura, all available there. And don't forget to download the Heal app on the App Store or Google Play to see a, a doctor now in the comfort of your own home. Allie, you turned some listeners on by your high praise know, of the Heal app I recently that are, that are totally using it and totally digging. I'm it, telling so. you, there is nothing more convenient than when you are feeling at your worst to be able to go to an app and have a doctor at your home so convenient so amazing they don't need to take insurance it's fantastic the yeah. heal app is a, a lifesaver very affordable very for everybody and now medicare they take medicare amazing so great there's work. no reason you shouldn't be using it doctor thanks for jumping on have a great week we'll see you next Got time it. it's kevin and bean on k-rock well now i'm just furious you guys oh, what's no. going on you know i love april the giraffe right and yes. you know she's getting ready to give birth again. She was faking it again. Nope. Her fifth pup is coming oh. here soon. I don't think they're called pups. Well, <laughs> the zoo where she's at in, uh, let's say, Buffalo or wherever, wherever it is, Schenectady, it's somewhere in New York, has Giraffe Watch 2019 underway. And you can sign up for a text alert to find out when April's water breaks. How are you mad? This sounds like a dream. Labor. Yeah, it sounds like a dream for you. Fantastic, right? Because last year when she had number four... I had to be glued. I had to set an alarm for every 15 minutes so I could wake up and look at the live stream to see if she's <laughs> oh, started crowning God. yet. He's All not right? really exaggerating. <laughs> I'm thing. not. I was obsessed with and never missed a minute of April. Okay, here's why it's a great idea until it's not. Um, the price is $5 for one phone number alert. Please check your phone number carefully. Enter number without any country code. There are no refunds or exchanges once subscribing to this service. Remember when April was about love and about bringing the country together? Question, though. where Does it say where the money goes? Because if the money goes to just keeping the zoo up and all those things, then I'm in. You know, Five dollars? Yeah, it's a donation to watch April give birth. How Is many it, are they sending you? They're just sending you the one time when she goes into labor. <laughs> yeah, read it's the fine print. It's got to be a donation. <laughs> it I says hope. you will be redirected to PayPal to complete your transaction. So should I click on it and see if there's any more information about it? I mean... Be- because it doesn't say in it doesn't say in the splash page on the the zoo that it go it's a donation to the zoo which they really should have put in the text if it is. It's I not going to say it on the PayPal page. That's just going to say sign up here. We're going to take your pay. money. We yeah. think they're just going to be making dough off of text messages. That's yes, so that's dirty. what I'm saying. That's dirty. That makes me feel filthy about about caring about this stupid giraffe. Eesh. Right? Yeah, it's gross. This is we need to a, get to the bottom of this. You take a beautiful thing and then you go, hey, you know what? There's so much goodwill now with our giraffe that we're going to soak the public five <laughs> bucks at a time. I'm not going to have it. Oh, I'm I not going to have it at all. Listen, you're saying that right now, but come Saturday, Sunday, and you're sitting around the house wondering what April's up to, I think $5 is coming out that wallet. <laughs> I'm going to be clicking that button. I'm going to be smashing that April the giraffe button. All right. Hold on. I'm going to click sign up now. I'm going to do it.
I mean, you're right. The weekend's coming up, and what am I going to do? I got to know. All right, I'm in. I guess I'll just let you guys know when uh, when she goes into Thank you. I, I mean, don't text me because then I'll feel like I'm stealing from the draft, <laughs> but maybe just think it, and I'll, I'll catch up on the vibe. Yeah, I can't wait not to care when you text me. How dare you? You, Allie's here with our final look at what's happening on a Thursday. You guys, uh, I've been out of the Powerball loop, and I apologize. I, I, I take great pride in knowing that you guys come to me and know when there's a huge Powerball lottery winning. Yeah, because it's not worth playing unless it's at yeah. least $300 million, Absolutely. Right? Well, yeah. I, I have dropped the ball in a big way because Saturday's jackpot is uh, estimated at $495 million. Whoa. That would be the eighth largest Powerball lottery jackpot in the game's history. Wow. I is... apologize. I've dropped the ball. If you win $500 million almost yeah. in the Powerball, yeah. you might... You might even cut back to part-time if you had that kind of money. Well, yeah, because it would be probably a little over $300 million. I'd yeah. probably, yeah. I'd I mean, you couldn't quit your company. job. You no. couldn't give up work, no. but That's you could at least thing. take a day or two. For sure. Off. Oh, I'd still maybe even just open, like, an eBay store just to pick up those okay. extra hours yeah. that I'm taking off from the work. But, like, I would probably think about it. Yeah, for sure. So I'll, I'll keep you up to date on that. But, wow, Guys, sorry about that. If you win, what mask you wearing to pick up the check? That's a great question because we saw the guy with the scream mask recently. But Powerball, isn't that the one where you have to say who you are and all that stuff? Oh, oh is it? They do have rules like that. Yeah. And various states have rules like that, yeah. too, where you are not allowed to be. Remember the, was it Massachusetts? Or New lady? Hampshire or something? Yes. New Hampshire or something like that, where she's like, I'm not coming forward unless you can figure out a way that I don't have to become yes. public. And she ended up setting up a trust and doing it that way. That's how she avoided the publicity. Hmm. So, well, that's something to worry about after we win, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk it over and sync up. Would you um, buy the zoo just to recoup all your money? <laughs> <laughs> buy the giraffe. Might be worth it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Dan Reynolds, Imagine Dragons. Remember how he did that Love Loud Foundation Festival? Yeah. Well, he's doing it again. If you don't know about this, um, he started this in about 2017, a way to raise money and awareness for organizations that benefit the LGBTQ community and particularly those uh, focused on mental health and suicide prevention. He put on this huge festival in Utah, raised a million bucks. Just and amazing. It was so beautiful to it see was that in the documentary. Incredible. Uh, money went to the Trevor Project, to GLAD, to the Human Rights Campaign, and more. Well, he's back at it, you guys, for the third annual Love Loud Festival, taking place June 29th at the USANA Amphitheater in West Valley City. Did I kind of know? Oh, Casey, Casey, the finger on the button girl said I said it right. Okay. Ah, that felt good. Say it again. Oh, see, I had to be on a roll. Okay, here, let me try it again. Taking place on June 29th at USANA Amphitheater in West... Mm. Lispy. Amphitheater. Amphitheater. Nope. Amphitheater. Nope. Amphitheater. Ooh, nope. we're getting further. West Valley City, Utah. You want to know who's on the bill this year? Where are they playing? I'm sorry, I missed that part. It's in Utah. It's always at in Utah. The, at the what? The, what's the venue? The uh, Sana Amphitheater. Ooh. Amphitheater. Oh, that last one was good. That was warmer. Warmer. That was good. Oh, Casey just gave me a wave off. I felt, <laughs> I felt very hurtful. Getting the red light. <laughs> we all have a word we can't say, and that's Allie's. Oh, he has tapped Kesha, Group Love, K-Flay, Tegan and Sarah, Laura Jane Grace, Martin Garrix. All right. All right, Dan Reynolds. Nice. That's a lot of rock for Utah. Additional, well, yeah, additional performers and speakers to be announced in the coming weeks. He has done 
so much with that campaign, and he should really be commended for. Uh, I'm not even gonna joke around and say for lives saved because he has saved lives. With well, this. he has been honored too, uh, you know, by the LBGD community. I mean, mm-hmm. he's won awards and everything for being such a great ally, and you know, he deserves it. He he d- dedicates a lot of his time to this. Absolutely. All good stuff, you guys. Remember when I told you about that Amelia Clark interview that she did in Harper's Bazaar? Dropped some, um, not really some clues, but just gave people some insight into the finale that she's of living with Game depression. of Thrones. That, yeah, she's walking around uh, for hours on end, drinking wine. Looking for a black person to kill. Oh, no, no, no. That was wow. Liam Neeson. Wow. I'm getting the stories messed up. Very different. Getting the stories Very messed different. up. Very different. Well, apparently she also said this because a lot of people have been, you know, speculating about her red wardrobe. It's wine she time, said, She said there's a real through line for this particular season. There's a real arc. And I feel like fans, like hardcore fans, will clock what's happening within the reflection of the clothing. There's definitely a story to tell there. Oh, who cares? <laughs> yes, who cares? I mean, a lot of people me, care. It's you're the, making me work too hard, though, to clock the tran- the transition of the story through the clothing. Just yeah. to, let me. Why don't I, I learn the story by the acting and the words? Wow, it's not like a game of Clue. You're not actually figuring out each episode. Like I don't know, she had a sword in the library. It's not that. She's just telling you to watch this. She's making it harder than it needs to be. I don't think she is. I think and she's, she's going to people... want five bucks to get a text <laughs> to explain what I just saw on Game of Thrones. I think she's just getting people more and more pumped. But people like the new Avengers trailer came out today. Mm-hmm. It's like the big news on the internet. And like they're like, oh, he's he's wearing this suit, so that means I just like enjoy, man. Let it happen. Enjoy, absolutely. Just I have agree. A, have a good time. Hey, Bean, do you have forty dollars I can borrow? I'm a giraffe aficionado and would like to witness <laughs> April's blessed event. A friend told me that he permanently borrowed forty bucks from you, and yet you would be more than willing to help me out as well. Well, sounds like something you should follow through with. <laughs> Sorry, one, I don't. I'm all out of cash. It's crazy. It is crazy, you guys. Have you gotten a confirmation? Oh, yeah. And here's what makes me nervous, because I did sign up for it. Now, the thing I read to you said that they charge you five bucks for one text, right? Mm-hmm. Does this one count? <laughs> Thank you for signing up to get updates and content about April the Giraffe and her new calf. Now, are they going to now try to charge me for the confirmation email? Am I already five bucks in and she's not in labor yet? So then what you should do is pay $5 again, have them confirm again, and then have this whole conundrum happen over and over again. No! <laughs> I'm trying to not get ripped off. I'm trying to support my dear sweet April and not go broke doing it. This just in, if you actually think that they are only going to send you one text, you're crazy. Oh, yeah, this and is, you're an idiot. This is being sold. This is Your phone number will be sold to zoos all over the nation for alligator births, ostrich Wait, births. So do you think they're going to give like play-by-play updates on April? They're, they ain't sending one text, Bean. That's what my anticipation is, just and one text to let me know you, she's going into read labor. read the fine print. And you're well, like, I, I can't find the fine print. Get, Click, do it. You're going to get at least eight to ten cervix reports. I don't read the She's oh, in no. a six. <laughs> so really like every step of the way, like we see 
see the head. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Like, You're oh, four grand in on Sunday. <laughs> I, hope they send you a, I hope they send you video clips that you got to pay extra so. for. <laughs> Too much bandwidth? Click yeah. here if yeah. you'd like more. For more internet, get forty nine ninety five this month. We have to do, maybe our phone topic tomorrow is the the thing that you signed up for that you regret so much you can't believe how much it ended up costing Oh, yeah. You. Absolutely. Like you thought it was going to be nineteen ninety five, and you ended up spending $300 on something. Yeah. Bean, I'm telling you. Have I just been suckered? Yes. Oh, this is awful. I told you that before you hit it. And I, you were like, oh, I'm going to, I'm clicking right now. It's April, though. Oh, F what April. What about April? Oh, a- come on. April is a long con. It's not even a giraffe. <laughs> long neck con. <laughs> yeah, long neck con. Not even a giraffe. Before I said she wasn't even pre- pregnant. Now I'm saying not even a giraffe. It's just six kids it's, on each other's shoulders. Nah, it's CGI. <laughs> it's been CGI forever. Well, now I feel like I made a terrible mistake. And let me tell you what's not on this text from April the giraffe, which is click here to opt out. I'm I'm not oh, seeing that anywhere. No, no way. $5, $5, $5, $5. And then just, one's going to come in and say, sorry, we didn't mean and, that last one. And that's $5. Finally, when he does opt out, the next text is, are you sure? Yeah, $5. And then the next one, yes. <laughs> next one, not really sure. You meant to click yes. Can you prove you're not a robot? Which oh. of these does not have a stop sign in it? Yeah. Yeah. to get into all of that. Guys, I, I can't afford my mortgage now. I'm telling you. Congratulations, Donna. But Dave points out the bald eagle camp doesn't charge to watch them hatch. Oh, no. I've just been suckered. They right. will now. The industry's changing. Yeah. Yep. Back to you, Alex. April's an influencer. I hate all of this. Happy she's a bitch. I don't know if she's that. She's a giraffe. Allegedly. Happy birthday, Michael Kane, Billy Crystal, Quincy Jones, Chris Klein, Ansel Elgort, and Grace Park. Do you guys remember Michael Kane and the Cider House Rules? I do. Good night, young... No. What? Good princes? night, you Good night. princes of Maine. Right. Mm-hmm. Kings of New England. Yeah. Oh, that movie. It's a wonderful role. Oh, I love a great tearjerker about him. Uh-huh. Good movie about abortion. I mean, really, that's what that movie was. was. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, that was the best movie about abortion I've ever seen. I don't know. Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie with an abortion scene. Absolutely. Well, do we leave now or what? No, Um, we keep talking about Dirty Dancing. Godfather Part 2, by Uh the way. Great movie about an abortion. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. Allie, say goodbye so I can say the thing. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random act of helpfulness, and we all win with a commercial-free drive home today. Allie tells me that there's something very significant about you and your personality if you are an early bird, an early riser, versus someone who prefers to stay up late at night. You won't believe the correlations that science has found. Also, tomorrow means keep it 100, and I think we continue to give away not only the Disneyland Resort tickets, but I think we have one more Paley Fest and this is going to be a great one if you are a sci-fi fan. Allie, what do we have tomorrow? We have two great giveaways with Paley Fest. <laughs> and the names of those shows are? She's pointing at me, but do you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay, Star Trek Discovery and Twilight Zone. That's fantastic. Yeah, Twilight can't Zone wait. has been completely under wraps. Yeah, I think now, this right? will be the first time anyone sees stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that's great. And that's all tomorrow right here on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. 
calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 